0: If you're looking for a trusted source of natural supplements, look no further than NutritionW.com. Since 1979, Nutrition World has been a staple in the Chattanooga community with dedicated research specialists that stay ahead of the trends to make sure you have the most reliable products available at the most competitive prices. All of their supplements are vetted for quality, effectivity, and potency and shipped using the utmost care with cold packs included in each and every order. You can shop online now at nutritionw.com and choose from thousands of your favorite supplements, sports nutrition, pet, and specialty food products today. Nutrition World, partners on your wellness journey. Everyone, welcome back to the Holistic Navigator podcast, where we talk about all things holistic health and believe in the body's ability to heal itself if given the proper nutrients and care. For those of you who may happen to be new to the podcast, let us begin by saying welcome and thank you so much for listening. My name is Brian Strickland. I'm the producer of the show, and I'm joined in the studio as always by our host, Ed Jones. Our goal is to educate anyone who may be interested in learning more about natural holistic healing And today we're talking about intermittent fasting. Now, fasting has been a part of many people's lives for thousands of years, but we're discussing a very specific type. And while intermittent fasting has grown in popularity in recent years, like everything, there's a bunch of misinformation surrounding the subject. But we're here to set the record straight. So let's go ahead and get started. So... Ed, can you just uh, give us some clarification of what exactly intermittent fasting is? What are some of the benefits and why should
1: people consider implementing it? Thank you, Brian, so much. And as always, you know, I have learned through four plus decades of personal experience, professional experience, and also listening and watching what happens to human bodies when they embrace a certain uh, idea of health, whether it be nutrition diet, exercise, because the proof is in the pudding often. And so many times people only rely on clinical research. And that is isn't that is important, but it's actually been shown to not be that helpful to our personal lives. Well, there's been something uh, that I have spoke about for four decades of writing that I am actually having to eat crow on. And that is the conversation of fasting. I have written extensively back from about 1980 till probably about 2014 that we need to be eating five times a day. You need to make sure that, you know, that keeps blood sugar balanced, keeps some of your hormones well, all this. And a few years ago, based on the fact that I swim in the world of nutrition and literature and research, uh, and I had people who I respect, Talked me into doing this thing called intermittent fasting, and it has been a game changer for me personally. And now because of that, I have witnessed so many people's lives and health improve significantly. So what is intermittent fasting? It's really choosing a window of your 24-hour clock where you're going to consume foods and the other part of the window where you will not What are those hours? Well, everyone has slightly different opinions on this. And intermittent fasting is not full fasting. Full fasting is, of course, going one to seven days with zero food. Intermittent fasting is, in my case, I'm picking about an 11-hour window to consume foods. That means that 13 hours, I will do no calories whatsoever. I will do liquids, but zero calories. And, you know, there's different people with different ideas of how many hours works, but I'm going to explain further about, you know, how that has come to pass for me and what you may want to consider about choosing it. Well, of course, why would we choose intermittent fasting? We all enjoy eating. Uh, You know, it's a great pleasure of life, and that's not going to be taken away from you with this. It actually improves your ability to enjoy foods. But let's talk about the health benefits, Brian because they're extensive. This is not going to be a gimmick. This is not going to be a fad. This is nothing like the other 723 fads that I have witnessed over 40 years, a few of which actually weren't, and they stuck around. This one will be here after I am gone, I will (laughs) assure you. It actually has history throughout. As far as you can read in literature, people who kind of had intuition on health realized the benefit of fasting. So, It isn't new. It's just been rediscovered. Yeah. And it's a spiritual practice as well for a lot of people. Exactly. And during that spiritual practice, they observed physical improvements significantly. Uh, So whether you're doing it for one or the other or both, it does not particularly matter. So what, uh, you know, physiology wise is going to happen and what is actually going to be improving in your life because you choose to do this correctly, as you mentioned, as all ideas come about, there's all these nuances. And some of those uh, different ideas can create less effectiveness and sometimes even some cautions in regards. So i want to clear that up for you. So why would we do this? Number one, and if you've heard other podcasts of mine, I, uh, you would know that I repeat the word insulin over and over and over. To me, the level of insulin in your blood chemistry is one of the most critical numbers you must know. You want to at two and under. Do not believe the conventional uh, information that you're fine with insulin if it's up to 15 or 20, because insulin's job is multifactorial. But the thing we don't want is insulin that's staying elevated because it increases inflammation. It increases your appetite. It increases your body fat. It increases all of the things we don't want with aging. In fact, I repeat this often when they looked at people who were uh, eighty-five to ninety years old, and mainly in other countries, and they were self-reliant, they were sturdy, they were strong, they were taking care of themselves. They couldn't figure out any common denominator in blood work until they looked at insulin. I'm telling you right now, people, if your insulin's at twelve and above, you will not make it out of the Uh, nursing home because that's where you're going to stay, most likely, or some caretaker because the body is going to fall apart. It is corrosive excess insulin. So that's one of the hugest things with intermittent fasting. It's going to lower your insulin. And there are supplements that help, but I'm number one fan of using intermittent fasting to lower it. Number two, normalizes something called ghrelin levels. That is what makes you hungry, And so when you normalize it, you don't eat a meal and an hour later need to eat, eat, eat again. Three is improving blood sugar. Well, we are in a nation that is epidemic with type 2 diabetes. It's not even bad. It's beyond bad. And it's going to destroy the health of this nation. And financially, it is going to bankrupt the system. Four, lower triglycerides. I talk about triglycerides a lot because it's a fat made from carbohydrates. that's actually far more damaging than cholesterol. Number five, this is something that mm, I want. I don't know about you, but it's going to increase my human growth hormone. Why do I want that? It burns body fat. It keeps you looking a little bit younger. I mean, people go and get these shots that cost a lot of money Uh, which are HGH shots, Uh, you can visibly see a difference in it. But the problem is that is not working with nature. I want my own body to do it. Uh, In fact, intermittent fasting has been shown in several studies to increase HGH in men by 2,000% and 1,300% in women. Number six is going to suppress inflammation. That That is something we have to address. Beyond insulin, inflammation is... The critical part that damages and creates chronic diseases. I talk about it constantly. In fact, the holistic navigator I did on chronic pain, it was mainly about inflammation. And what can we do to lower that? Uh, Number seven is it's going to, in many people, improve their blood pressure. Next is it's going to, it does in studies, reproduce some of the cardio benefits associated with physical exercise. I'm not saying you can do this and then quit the gym. <laughs> but those people who already are not exercising, it's going to show some benefit even if they don't head to the gym. Why is that? Uh, it's, it's because the intermittent fasting raises and lowers the blood chemistry that tends to be what you would see if you went to the gym. Okay. So it kind of puts you into that good, better state. Uh, next boost mitochondrial function. What is the mitochondria? It is the energy production part of our cells. It's actually the engine like in your car. Well, mitochondrial dysfunction is at the absolute bottom level of what causes aging and damage. A 90-year-old has about 4% of the mitochondrial function that a 20-year-old has. And that does not have to be, people. Don't buy into this Uh, statement that it's, you know, it's just because you're old. Well, of course you're feeling bad and you're falling apart because you're 70. No, there's plenty of 70s who don't fall apart and 80s. But problem is today we're falling apart at 50. So don't buy into that uh, uh, kind of fear mongering that the conventional people have. Next, stem cells. It allows stem cells in our own bodies to turn back on. They go from dormant to a renewal state. I think I mentioned this, Brian, I, you probably, I know you have a better memory on this than I. I, I got stem cells injected into my knee and mm-hmm. also one into my uh, directly into my blood system about a year and a half ago. And I've been pretty pleased with it. They came from umbilical cords. Uh, but again, I they're expensive. Most people won't and can't do it. And I'm far more inclined to want to do it with my dietary habits. So yeah. intermittent fasting is going to help that. Uh, There is something I'm not going to get into that called mTOR, which increases cancer rates and it inhibits this mTOR. Next, it improves cognitive function. Let me tell you, people, the brain loves to burn its fuel from fat. Carbohydrates are dirty burning. That's why they damage mitochondria. That's why when you live in a diet of most Americans, we have brain fog. We just do because the body is using kind of like your car. If someone put... Half diesel fuel and half gas in it. It's still going to run. You're probably going to get from point A to point B, but you're going to notice a less horsepower, a little rough engine, and the diesel's going to damage the engine without you knowing it. And that's very true of the American diet. Last, uh, lastly is it is going to, without any doubt, help protect you against dementia, Alzheimer's and Parkinson's, thanks to the production of ketone bodies. What are ketone bodies? They are what the liver will make when you are intermittent fasting. So actually, there's something called macros. You you know about macros. It's where people talk about the constituents of a diet and it breaks it down into really carbohydrates, proteins and fats. Well, guess what? There's a fourth dimension to the macros now. Mm. It's gonna take a decade for it to filter down to any conventional textbooks. But it's a ketone. A mm-hmm. ketone body is the fourth macronutrient. We need these because it fuels the brain and it does all the right things without damaging it. So that's, you know, if that's not enough reasons to at least want to learn intermittent fasting, I don't know what could be. Yeah. You mentioned that kind of early on the thinking was,
0: or I think you alluded to you ate five times a day. And a lot of people think that eating those smaller meals more often is the way to go. What would you say to that? How how do the benefits of that differ from, say, eating
1: three decent meals and then fasting for 15 hours? Well, whatever you I'm you know, when you have the window that you have set up for yourself to consume foods, the first thing is and I see this quite commonly in the public is they're going to do intermittent fasting so that they can eat all the junk food they want. Right. Because it's going to give them the excuse of, it doesn't matter because I'm doing this other thing and it's going to negate any harm. That is BS from start to finish. Yes, you can still see some benefit temporarily, but it's not going to last people and your health will be destroyed in the end by this. But the eating constantly during, you could do this as long as you're going to pick that eight to 10 hour window. Okay. If you want to do it, you can still do it. You is, just can't get outside that window. Is there any advantage over one over the other? No, it actually is not probably workable for most because here's the deal. When you only eat in an eight to nine hour window, you're pretty dang hungry. Yeah. And so when you eat that first meal, you're, you, I want you to eat till you're full. <laughs> not overly stuffed. Sure. But if you want four eggs instead of two or you want something else, go for it. Because uh, if it's healthy and it's nourishing, as long as it's not excessively carb-rich... Uh, It's perfectly fine. Of course.
0: And we're big proponents of not necessarily a super strict keto diet, but at least a a keto leaning or keto lifestyle diet. Correct. And that's is is that really what's going to produce those ketones that are beneficial or if somebody is
1: eating paleo or something like that, are they still going to get those same benefits? they're going to be less on the benefits of producing ke- ketones. You will not produce ketones until you deplete the what's called glycogen or the sugar stored in the liver. That's where you 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 disconnect from ketone production if you can't uh, deplete that. Well, that's not going to happen unless you do intermittent fasting. Now, you could do a paleo intermittent fasting and mm-hmm. still be fine with that. But the ultimate goal of intermittent fasting and the ultimate goal of keto – is to be able to teach the body to burn fat for fuel. And when you teach the body, which most Americans have never had to uh, embrace a type of lifestyle that would make the body do that, when you find a new fuel source for this body and this brain through the use of keto, keto diets and Intermittent fasting, then you can toggle back and forth between those fuel sources, mm. and it's pretty cool. It's kind of like one of the hybrid cars. Yeah, you know, you switch from the electricity for sometimes, then you use gas for sometimes, and it becomes very, very efficient. Yeah, uh, at that point, definitely so, that totally makes sense. All right, so moving on.
0: Obviously, there's got to be some considerations if you're if you're wanting to do an intermittent fasting diet or. Uh, a keto paired with intermittent fasting, there are some cautions and considerations that need to be in place. So can we talk about
1: those for just a minute? Some of the things that you've seen over the years that people should be aware of? Absolutely. And, you know, there's only a few, but one is if you have a serious medical condition and you're being treated, uh, you know, it has to be ruled in or out that you are a candidate for this. And, you know, I'm not going to list all those conditions. Some conditions actually will improve significantly because you're doing it, but you need guidance. You don't want to be on lots of medicines. And especially if you're trying to, you know, you're a a really bad diabetic because you're going to need to lower that medicine quickly, I'll Mm -hmm. tell you. And you have to have someone who can be there to help you do that. Uh, And we're again, the disclaimer is, you know, we're not trying to treat your medical condition. If you think so, then you are badly mistaken. And so check with your doctor if you're having all kind of health issues before embracing anything that the Holistic Navigator recommends. We're nothing but an educational source. But the other people who I don't like seeing do intermittent or fasting to any significant degree. And I like, you know, and I say the word uh, keto leaning uh, because what I talk about is, cause that's what I do. That means I'm not in ketosis all the time, but I, I'm close to it. And that mm-hmm. really is perfect for me. But the people who should not do this without serious considerations, if you're already significantly underweight, I mean, to a point where it's could be almost a problem, uh, seek Real wise advice now mm-hmm. that 's not going to be easy to do because I can tell you most registered dietitians do not approve of this, of course they're also a decade behind always as far as you know where where they 're going to put their check marks on something. but there are growing a number of people now who can give you the advice that you need uh, and then if you 're malnourished, you know if somebody like you have serious gut issues, you were not absorbing. Uh, terrible, uh, if you had terrible Crohn's or or colitis or things that were making you dump your food, it's not the time, people, to probably do this because we can't have you more malnourished if you're already at that point or you have absorption problems. Children should not fast more than ever about 18 to 24 hours. They need these nutrients and these macros to grow big and strong. And so intermittent is not a 24-hour fast. A child could do this if they were you know, 10 or above and you really were conservative about it, as I am, like, you know, if they missed breakfast and then they didn't eat any calories and then they started at 11 o'clock, they could do it. I think that would be fine. And then lastly, the one I really don't want people to do is pregnant and breastfeeding women. No, no, no. That is just going to throw a wrench in the works and the mother, the woman, needs all of the good quality calories she can consume to produce what she needs for the baby. Um, on whether it's been uh, in utero or it's already born, and you're breastfeeding. All right there. There are several different types of intermittent fasting, but we're we're
0: really going to focus on one in particular that that Ed, you've seen the most su- success with out of clients and different people that have come through the store. So maybe just mention the different types, but then we'll go into a little more depth on the one that that you've seen with the most success.
1: Absolutely, Brian. And yes, as all things you could read endlessly. And I, I would guess right now there's probably you could probably find 12 different types of intermittent fasting. They're all similar, but they all are tweaked in different ways. Uh, everything from like a five day on to two day off to a full uh thing where you're having five days of, of less calories than you want, two days with excessive calories. They're all named different things. Mm. I'm just going to say right now that observing so many people try different methods. First off, the method has to be fairly Uh, easy to do every day and reproduce. Uh, And that if it's too difficult, too complex, it's going to be probably discarded at a certain point. The one that I truly observe and personally use, now keep in mind, people, I am the self-appointed guinea pig, so I always try everything. But I have been blessed in certain ways that I don't think other 63-year-olds are. I still have a, a, well, let me say this. When I started intermittent fasting, uh, and, and and two years of doing it now, I have achieved what I'm getting ready to say. A body fat that, that varies between 10 and 11 percent never used to be that my entire life. I mean, I'm not bragging. I mean, how many guys at 61 started reducing body fat, but yet held muscle? Uh, I don't know of many. Well, intermittent fasting did that for me. Secondly, My gut function, which has never been bad, but it's never been optimal by any means. I mean, I had the uh, supposed IBS. I had the loose stools. I had the grumbling after foods. uh, I had the sometimes gas. All the things that the most American people just kind of have assumed as normal. Listen, 95% of the time, I have the most amazing gut function that I've had since I can ever remember. I remember being in college having all those issues and they're all gone. They're gone. Why are they gone? Because I was never letting the gut rest. It was having to work literally 24 hours a day because I would go home every single night. I had to eat about eight o'clock. Oh, if I don't eat, I'm not going to sleep well. Uh, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to lose muscle. My blood sugar is going to go crazy. I had all the reasons and I enjoyed it. I eat healthy. I eat very, very clean. But I had to eat. And the first two weeks I was scared to death to miss these foods. And mentally it has take it probably took me 30 to 60 days to mentally not want to go in and get that big bowl of cereal with my organic half and half, which is with organic blueberries. That's what I ate for the past 15 years, actually, about Mm -hmm. eight o'clock at night. And uh, it's kind of like, I guess, the cigarette smoker who, you know, they finally kind of gets past the addiction, but he still wants to grab it. Yeah. And I can still I mean, right now I want I want that damn cereal. I'm right the, now thinking about it. But those cravings old, always kick in right about oh, that time. Every absolutely. Night. And so mentally it was a challenge. But I can tell you, between the gut function, my sleep improved After about 10 days, please, people, I want you to know, you know, it's going to take some real readjustment here, but it will not be more than two weeks if I challenge anyone to do this intermittent fasting like I have done for 30 days and you will be pleased in so many regards. My brain fog, Uh, I don't have bad brain fog, but we all have it at times, 80% less. The only time I have it, I, I can kind of go back on it's because i did something where i excessively did something wrong i drank too much tequila i didn't sleep enough i ate too many carbs which is rare but you know there's always a kind of a reason for it and sometimes there's not a reason for brain fog people <laughs> so it could be the barometric pressure so don't think we can always figure this out
0: so what are what are just a handful of the types of intermittent fasting but what's the one that you've seen success with most importantly
1: well, the one I think is most successful is uh, Ed Jones's intermittent fasting. <laughs> I'm going to name it myself. <laughs> it is not any. It's this kind of the standard. Now, so what it all involves is this, people. It's so freaking simple. I have to do a 11-hour eat with a 13-hour not eat. That's because I have a super fast metabolism. Uh, my food is literally gone in 60 minutes. So I really, uh, some people, it may take much longer. It does. But you need to pick. This is the whole deal. Just pick between eight and eleven hours window to eat your foods, and the rest you 're going to drink water or maybe black coffee. You can have that in the morning. Some people say not. Mm-hmm. I say it's perfectly fine. I uh, just can 't put anything in it that has more than one calorie so you're you're typically looking at what what kind of window to not eat How long well what's the minimum? The minimum is 12 hours. Okay. If you don't do 12 hours of not eating, you, you just, you're just you not doing IF, intermittent okay. fasting. You just simply aren't. I'm getting close to where I'm not. But now here's the other little niche to this is I do, and in people who've heard me, I'm so convinced that your your first meal of the day needs to be as perfect as possible because that sets your chemistry up for the day. And if you do it wrong, you're doomed, people. You might as well just chunk off the day. You're still going to gain weight. You're going to produce inflammation. You're going to damage the mitochondria. You can't eat well enough to fix it once you've screwed it. So uh, bullet point number two for Ed Jones's uh, advice, you have to start the day with as perfect as you can as far as macros. So what do I do? I drink the drink. I've, I've always said it over and over for breakfast. Uh, you might as well give up trying to eat foods because you're you're going to spin in a circle like a cat chasing its tail, trying to figure out what can I eat this morning? Oh, my gosh, I'm tired of eggs. I'm tired of this. I don't want to <laughs> do. No, just do the freaking drink that I talk about. Uh, uh, Metagenics, keto powder uh, w- mixed with uh, uh, green vibrance and mixed with some flax seeds and mixed with MCT oil. Those four are the magic. If you put them together. I actually count that as a half fast because I'm doing basically no carbs, and it works spectacularly well, and I do it in Nutribullet with cold water. No other liquids now, cold water. So even though I do this at 5.30 in the morning, I count that as almost a type of not eating, not legally, but it does work for me. Again, you got to go back, pick your hours, start with maybe 12 and 12, so I think really the best advice for people would be to start small, right? And
0: we we understand that it's not necessarily a, a one-size-fits-all solution for every single person. You have to find what works for you. But really the important part is that 12-hour window where you're not eating so that your
1: gut and the rest of your body has time to to recuperate. That's ex- exactly well said. That's exact. And at 12, you can go to 11, then you can go to 10. There are people who only do one meal a day. That's another type of intermittent fasting. I don't particularly uh, embrace that because I do have fears that, uh, back to the insulin, I think that if you do that and you also live a stressful life, see, insulin and cortisol are like kissing cousins. And if your cortisol goes up, it tends to raise your insulin or vice versa. And I think that, it's setting you up to be a little more sensitive to those things, and I just feel so much better about people at least doing two meals a day, again, not processed food, good quality from the earth, focusing on, on a type of keto cho- choosing, which is healthy fats, avocado, MCT, coconut oil, organic butter, uh, those uh, olive oil, large amounts of it, uh, and then focusing on healthy proteins, the ones at best you can. So you need to, you know, choose the right foods. Don't have to be perfect people, but there's plenty in those categories. And then the carbohydrates, uh, you don't have to be keto, keto. You just need to be healthy as far as choices. Uh, And then that's going to set you up for success. Now, you know, there are some mistakes that people make or some real tips are here that I want to make sure that everyone knows about before they embrace this. You ready, Brian? Yeah, let's hear him. All right. One is, and I've already mentioned it a couple of times, is do not replace your foods with junk food or continue to eat junk food. That's not going to serve you well. Now, pick a day a week like I do on Sundays is my carb day. I do eat clean, but I eat anything I want on Sunday. Two, most people don't get enough water. How much is enough water? uh, I count it one half ounce per pound of body weight. So I weigh one seventy four uh half of that. Let's just say eighty so you know that's. That's easy to accomplish, and you do it in divided doses. Do not think you can drink 32 ounces at 10 o'clock and that has just gotten you almost near half because all of that almost is going to run off. What we want with water, people, is it to get into the cell, not wash over it. And right now, it's way, way down the line, but I am really, really intrigued by this vortexing of water. There's a Dr. Cohen who wrote a great book who just came out on cancer and water and all of this and uh, vortexing is like spinning the water and i actually have a person who has built and designed a vortex uh piece of equipment that you can put on your plumbing and it lasts the rest of your life and it's going to vortex water it is a new dimension of water so i'm just so so intrigued by that saying that i want to also make one comment the published literature in pubmed and all the way down the list on people who are doing chemo if they will fast before chemo, it makes the chemo two to three times more effective. Now, is that that sounds counterintuitive that you're going to go do a drug that's actually going to make you sick, so I better eat a lot before I go. Uh, so I understand that feeling, but all I can tell you is the solid research says it's going to increase your odds of survival and, and cure so much better. Guarantee you that... Uh, There may be a handful of oncologists in this country, but that's only a small handful that are even discussing it. And on that, I have to keep ranting that vitamin D levels are imperative to be over 50 nanograms for anyone who's chronically sick. So please, you can do all your blood testing at the Holistic Navigator website. Just go up to the products page and drop down to direct labs, order this vitamin D, people. You can get your blood drawn in your own town or any other blood work imperative you have to stand up and be your own best advocate don't expect these other people to do it for you okay number 3 these are the things to consider if you want every bit of the possibilities of renewal and weight loss and looking better and and all and energy with this intermittent fasting most people don't get enough collagen What is collagen? It's kind of the glue that holds us together. Why do you think a 20-year-old has such firm skin and no wrinkles and, and, and? It's because their collagen is is significant amounts. It's holding it really nicely and tight. How do you produce more collagen? Well, uh, I'm sorry to say, Father Time's pretty damn cruel to the collagen part of us, along with other things. You probably need to purchase a collagen product. However... Here's my bullet point number three that you will never hear from anyone else, almost guarantee you, that talks about collagen. There is a small subgroup of people with collagen who will exhibit extreme anxiety because they took it. Guess who, number one, uh, does that? That's Ed Jones. I could not figure out why I kept having more than normal anxiety levels. And I finally stumbled upon a piece of research that said collagen can... Sometimes fill in the receptor site for tryptophan and it causes people to be deficient in tryptophan because of the way it works. Well, guess what? Tryptophan makes serotonin. Serotonin is a brain chemical. Now, serotonin has a lot to do with depression, but it also is a cousin to the anxiety conversation. So if you experience anxiety with collagen, do not do it. Just can't do it. I can't ever do it again. Number four is make sure that you're gonna schedule time in your life to unwind, to relax, to connect or reconnect, because cortisol cannot stay super high and you expect to get the best results. The herb of all time that I recommend to everyone leading these chaotic lives that we do is ashwagandha. It is truly a blessing that the earth has offered us this product because taken twice a day, it will lower cortisol. What does that mean? It means you're going to lose body fat. You're going to have better thinking. You're going to have less destruction. So doing some scheduling of your own life, at least, you know, 10 minutes a day or something else, you really, really need. It's not a luxury, people. You deserve it. Next is people don't eat enough fat sometimes on intermittent fasting. I love MCT oil. It's a great fat, but you only can do one tablespoon or you get loose stools. But I live on avocados every day. I live on some nuts. I live on olive oil. I live on every single meal has significant fat in it. Do not believe the people who are touting still the kind of the low fat, you know, is going to raise cholesterol and all of that. It's just bunk. One last tip, sometimes when we fast and most of the time, you are going to Probably excrete some toxins. What a wonderful thing! We live in a chaotic jungle of toxins, and we need to uh, allow our body to excrete it. But sometimes you get overburdened with these toxins. What are the couple tips to get rid of it? Charcoal between meals and or bentonite liquid. I love bentonite liquid. It reduces all of your toxins. It's easy to drink. You just do it between meals. And uh, Sony number no. seven is my favorite. Been around since 1942. And have you ever drank Tonight, Brian? No, I've never had it before. Well, your day will come. I'm going (laughs) to get you a bottle. All right, Brian, I hope I've made it clear enough the importance of considering intermittent fasting and how freaking easy it is to do and many of the reasons why it works for us. Again, to reiterate very quickly, just pick an 8 to 12-hour window to eat and the rest of the time you don't eat. And that's pretty dang simple to start a plan and I, one of the reasons that this works in my mind, and a few other people, along with things that I've spoke about before, like cryotherapy, exposing yourself to very low temperatures, breath holding, which I've talked about on one of the p- podcasts under breathe, uh, extreme exercise where you are doing push ups and you are holding your breath. The reason that works is because, you know. Uh, It renews a lost type of healing capacity that we have been built into us from the very first day on this earth. And they put it in us so that we could endure really, really, really tough times. And what happens is, it's kind of like the story of, you know, we've all heard and read about the mother who can pick a car up because her child is underneath it. Where did that come from? That strength? Well she didn't produce it at that moment. She just retrieved it. We all have the ability to retrieve the magic of healing. If we know what to do, please send us emails. If you would have questions and I so deeply appreciate your time. Thank you so much. The
0: information on this podcast and the topics discussed have not been evaluated by the FDA or anyone of the medical profession and is not aimed to replace any advice you may receive from your medical practitioner. The Holistic Navigator assumes no responsibility or liability whatsoever on the behalf of any purchaser or reader of these materials. The Holistic Navigator is not a doctor, nor does he claim to be. Please consult your physician before beginning any health regimen.